The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Good morning, everybody. How are you all doing this morning? My name's Tom Sone, and welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Landlord. I hope you're all with me this morning. I hope you're all feeling that it's a little bit warmer than it was last week. Bloody hell, that was cold. Anyway, I'm going to talk through three vital things that you definitely must look for in a letting agent. And look, there might well be more than three things, but these are three important things because it really is difficult to know the difference between a letting agent and a letting agent, which sounds really silly, but that's the point. You don't know the difference. Uh, unless they, you kind of do a, do a bit of due diligence on them. And I posted about it yesterday after seeing a Facebook post uh, from a landlord that's obviously had an experience with a very dodgy letting agent by the sound of it, which is a real shame because it does ruin things for the good agents. And there are a lot of really good letting agents out there. So we all get thrown under the same bus, unfortunately, painted with the same brush so one dodgy agent does things then all of a sudden all letting agents are terrible so i wanted to give you an idea uh, of what to look for and this is for landlords that are looking for a letting agent now or maybe in the future or maybe you're with a letting agent now and you want to change these are the things to look for uh, to let you know how to choose because definitely one letting agent are just regular people just trying to do uh, provide a valuable, um, good quality, customer-focused, efficient service, reliable, and, a, and, and build and grow a profitable business. And the other type of letting agent is doing the same, but they'll cut corners and they'll be happy to lie and cheat and steal to get there. So anyway, the top three traits are profitability, technology, and local vicinity. Now, all three of those things sound pretty obvious. So I'm going to explain how to actually identify those things and what technology should they have. And what well, local is pretty obvious, uh, but I'll try and explain why that's important. Um, now, look, I'm not going to tell you which agent you should definitely use today, but I'm going to definitely tell you what you should look out for. So we'll start with uh, profitable your letting agent must be a profitable business because believe it or not, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, we are all entitled to make profit, especially businesses. And you as well, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, you're also entitled to make a bit of profit, believe it or not. Um, but also in this country, by the way, it is illegal to run an insolvent company. So bear that in mind too. But look, some letting agents are going to hate me for saying all this, but do you know what? Letting agents are not my target customer or my target audience, so I don't mind. Haters gonna hate, so they say. 
Um, but there are some really dodgy letting agents in my area, and I know who they are. I'm not going to name and shame. Um, but what about your area? If you're watching this right now or you watch it a bit later, what do you have any dodgy agents that are well known as dodgy agents in your area? Don't worry about name and shaming. I'm just curious to see if anyone knows of any dodgy letting agents. And why are they dodgy? What makes them dodgy in your mind? Um, but anyway, so if the letting agent is making profit, then number one, they are less likely to go bust. If they're making profit, they are a longer term security for you, for your asset, your investment, and your money. Because don't forget, your property that you rent out is an asset to you. It's your money. So putting in that with a letting agent that's got more security is a positive. They're also more likely to have a well-organized business. If they're smart with their money, then they're smart with their business. And they're more likely to think that way as, a, as an organization. Um, to be more organized and smart with money. But it also means that they're smart with money so that they have profit and they make profit so that they can they can invest in better technologies, developing their business, training their staff. They can actually invest in that rather than just someone trying to do all the training in-house, um, imparting their knowledge on what they know. They can invest in better systems and processes and they can actually get yeah, they can employ the best staff if they're making profit they can afford to employ better people and obviously there's security in their business too but overall a, a profitable letting agent is less likely to need to squeeze your money from you mr and mrs landlord and i hope that makes sense if they're making profit they're not going to get to the end of the month and are desperate to pay a bill and then say, right, let's just use this rent or use this deposit or whatever. But do you know what? The problem is, when I say that the business must make profit, there's a bit of a stereotype in this country, isn't there, about businesses making profit. If it's making profit, it must be dodgy. They must be stealing money or screwing people over. It could not possibly just be a good business. But actually, the opposite is probably more accurate in that it's probably more likely to be a good business if they're making profit because they're probably doing it the right way. It's more likely to be a dodgy business if they're not making profit. So remember that. But in this country, the country hates anybody that makes profit or is a success, right? Even though everybody wants to make profit and be a success, we hate anybody that's making profit or is become making a success of themselves. Anyway, who cares? If a company, if a letting agent does not make profit, then the chances are they probably owe a lot of money out to HMRC or suppliers and all people like that. They probably struggle from month to month. They never really grow. There's not a real plan in place. There's no contingency. There's no process for growing the business and improving the business. And all of that means they're more likely, I'm not saying they're definitely going to, but they're more likely to pinch a bit of money from their clients here and there so that they can survive. And that's the mentality of a non-profitable letting agent or a non-profitable business, actually. It's survival. I've just got to get through this month. You know, they might do the odd repair job, the surprise repair job that all of a sudden, oh, hang on a second, that's going to generate a grand. Ugh. The odd rent payment goes missing. The odd deposit goes missing, whatever. They're just more likely 
a non-profitable letting agent just more likely. They're also more likely to close down. If they're not making profit, then they're more at risk of having to close or being closed down. I've seen loads of letting agents around me closing down recently. Um, I've actually bought a couple of letting agents myself, which has been really positive for my business. Um, but it just means that there are some non-profitable letting agents that need to exit because they just can't do it. Um, but all it means to you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, is that your money is at risk. If the letting agent is not making profit, then your money is at risk. Or any business, actually, any business that you're putting money into, if they don't make profit, then your money's at risk. So how do you find out? Well, first of all, I want to point out that companies' accounts, their end of year accounts, don't always paint a clear picture of how that company's doing unless A, you know what you're looking at, and B, the accountant hasn't been, let's say, creative. But even then, it's even if you know what you're looking for, it's not always clear. And also, debt in a company is not the same as a company struggling. They might have an investor on board. They might have borrowed money to grow. They might be leveraging borrowing for investing in improvement to grow. It's just like property investing. If you use, use it right, debt can be brilliant and it can really help you grow and make profit. But there's a couple of little guides, I suppose. First of all, uh, the number of properties versus the number of staff, right? That's the first thing I would look for because staff is probably the biggest cost in most letting agency businesses. Because remember, the letting agency's commodity is their time, and that's supplied by the staff that they have. The more staff they have, the more time that they can have and, and offer and charge for, right? So the number of properties versus the number of staff is the first thing to look for. Um, and there's a little sweet spot, I think. And I'm not talking about the bigger companies, I'm talking about the, the smaller local agents, where if they've got something around 150 properties, then the chances are they're more likely to be profitable if they've got just two people running that. That's, that should be what they need if they use the right systems, the right processes and the right technology, which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah, two people to run 150 properties, to manage 150 properties properly with the right systems is about right. And the reason that's a sweet spot is because if you go down and you've got 100 managed properties, then it's probably likely to still have two people running that, but much less profit, 30% or 33% less income for the same amount of staff. So hopefully that makes sense. So I always find that agencies that have around 100 properties may well be a bit less profitable, um, unless they have a really active sales department. And anyway, I'm getting into it there. But really that sweet spot of 150 properties and two people, and then you can scale it up from there. The more properties, that they manage the better, but it should really be from that level, one additional member of staff per 100 properties, because they should have good systems in place, good technology, the staff should be highly trained, and there should be a, a, a layer, a, a layering of staff. So you should have management, and then senior, deputy, assistant, whatever it may be. Anyway, hopefully that makes sense. Um, so have a look how many properties that agency manage and work out the number of staff against the number of properties that are managed. And also check out the owner. It's going to sound really silly, but is the owner a, invest, a property investor themselves? If they are, then they're probably a bit smarter with money 
in themselves naturally and they're probably more secure financially and they're probably um, more able to invest money for the right reasons to grow and make profit and do they have property themselves and do they use their own letting agent it's a good one to find out you know you'll find that sometimes the owner has properties that are rented out but they don't use their own letting agent they kind of just manage it themselves but use their letting agents um, resources now, in that case that you'd probably question why not anyway so that's a good guide I think on looking for an agent um, their profitability I think that's probably the most important thing now yes we could get into the people that they employ yes we can get into the technology which I'll go through now the systems that they have um, but really look I'm avoiding that main topic of you have to like them you have to get on with them because you're going to have to work with them for a long period of time. I'm avoiding that because that's so obvious. Um, but definitely, if you don't get on with the, the people that work in that letting agent, then you probably shouldn't work with them. Um, so now the next thing to look for is technology. This is, this is a big one. And you go back 20 years, then this would not have been important because everything was manual. But nowadays, agents that still do everything manually will probably take two or three times longer to get things done than a company that leverages good technologies and good systems that improve the efficiency, the reliability, the transparency, the robustness, the robustness, if that's a word, <laughs> you get what I mean. Um, they're just those sorts of agents that do everything manually just take longer to do everything. And the problem with that is that 20 years ago, that was fine because there was so much less to do. But now there's something like 176 uh, different pieces of legislation that letting agents must know and understand and follow just to keep you compliant, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. So there's so much more to do now than there was 20 years ago. But the cost to the landlord has not gone up, really. Letting agents have always charged about 10%. But they still charge about 10%. And the only reason they're still able to do that is because rent values have gone up. But certainly any agent that doesn't use technology is twice as likely to make human mistakes. I say twice as likely. There's no evidence of statistics for that. I'm just guessing at it, but you get what I mean. If they're doing everything manually, they're so much more likely to make human errors with your money, with your assets, with your investment. Excuse me. <coughs> Struggling. It's an emotional topic. It's an emotional subject. They're just twice as likely because they're open to that human error because everything is being done by humans manually. And they also, if you use the right technology and the right systems, then they're, they require less humans to manage all those properties. Less staff means less expenditure. And that means more profit. And more profit means more security for you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, like I've just been through. So what technologies should you have? Well, actually, I'll ask you what, first of all, what technologies or systems does your estate agent or your letting agent use? Or if you're a, a DIY landlord, you manage everything yourself. What technologies or apps or systems do you use yourself that make things more efficient and, uh, and robust? But technologies that you should really look for in a letting agent right now. First of all, there's the money side, rent collecting and payments. 
Now this is probably to a landlord one of the most vital aspects, actually getting the money and getting it into your bank, right? Because if you can't do that, then you can't, you haven't got any money for repairs, you can't pay your mortgage, you can't pay for this, you can't pay for your insurance and your compliance. So getting that rent efficiently and quickly is vital. Now, there are rent collecting and payment systems. So the one my company use, Pink Street, is called Payprop. Now, it's, it's expensive, right? It's an investment, I must say. Um, when I look at the, the monthly bill, I cringe a little bit, but it's well, well worth it because it means that landlords get same day rent payments. Literally, the moment the rent comes in, it's straight into the landlord's account. And that's what landlords want, same day rent. I don't want to wait a week for my rent to be paid into my account. I don't want to wait until your accounts person is in. And believe me, this is what my company used to be. So I know exactly how this works. But then they also provide you with full tracking and reporting and storage. If you've got a good rent collecting system, it means that you know exactly what's going on. You can look back on all the payments you've ever received or the invoices you've ever had. And there's full access for, for you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, which means that you can go in and see what's going on with your property. You can see all your finances, all your payments and everything. It also means that your tax and accounting is covered because when you get to the end of the year and you've got to do your self-assessment, you can just go into the system, bam, grab all the information, there it is. Whereas 20 years ago, you would have to rely on the human manually entering all that data and getting it right. And then when you go back at the end of the year and ask for, the, for the, all the information, they've got to manually collect that info. And a lot of agents are still doing that. It baffles me. These systems are readily available for letting agents to use. Now, you could go tech crazy and go overboard. You don't need to. But there's the right technology for the right things. And it avoids human error with your money. That's the key. Um, so that pay prop that I use, for an example, it, yes, it's expensive, but it avoids human error. It takes humans out of that equation. Um, Anyway, I'll do another thing on that another time. But there's then there's repairs and maintenance. It's a really good system that gives tenants a portal to use. It gives landlords full visibility on all maintenance and repair jobs. So you kind of avoid that dodgy letting agent thing by using a good letting agent that uses the right tech. Because you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, can see every single job that the tenant reports. If the tenant doesn't report it, then the letting agent can't make it up and squeeze you out of your money. But it also tracks and records everything and keeps you compliant. There's loads of compliance and legislation around repairs and maintenance. So this, a good letting agent will use a good system, like the one my company used, that keeps you compliant, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. But the other thing, is re with repairs and maintenance, it actually gets things done. It's the biggest problem, I think, or one of the biggest irritations for landlords and tenants is when things just aren't done. You've got something that needs to be repaired. You've got maintenance that needs to be done. And it just takes ages to get done. The, te the contractor doesn't go around there. The letting agent forgets to get the contract around there. And then by the time that it's all done, it's too late. The leak has just formed a massive stain all the way down your wall and all because it just took an extra week or two to get that contractor out there, get the job done. So good systems and good tech make sure that that job is done. 
And then there's the invoicing side of things. Now, no one wants to pay for anything, right? Of course we don't. But with the right invoicing process with systems like this, uh, it's called fixed flow, by the way, with systems like this, yes, it's expensive, but it's well, well worth it because it means that as a landlord, you get to see all the invoices, all the contractors' invoices. You get to see every single payment in and out. It's much better. And it's an open system for you to get access to and the tenant as well. Also, things, technology that enables you to sign tenants up, you know, do the tenancy documents, give them all the prescribed information that you must give to every single tenant every single time. Now, I have actually done a webinar. I'm going to do another webinar on everything you need for every tenancy every time. And that will go through all of these things that you must do for every single tenant every single time. Now, I'll announce that a bit later. But if you, um, by the way, if you want to, if you want me to let you know about that webinar, just send me a message through Facebook and I'll send you the link. Um, but there are t pieces of technology or systems that take care of that tenant signing process. They do electronic signatures, which are far more robust than ink now, because if you get a tenancy contract and you've written all over it, if you end up in court, then the judge, judge is just going to look at that and say, what the hell is this? Get rid of that. See you later. So if you've got an electronic document, which is electronically signed and tracked, then that's far more robust. And it also means that you can get all documents signed or your AST, sign that the tenant has received a gas safety certificate, the EICR, the inventory, the everything, every single thing that you need. I could go on forever. In fact, that's why I've done a webinar, because there's a lot that you must do, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. But there are systems in place that, you, that a letting agent can pay for that keeps all of that robust and compliant uh, and systemized. And that's the key. Now, yeah, there's loads more tech. And like I said earlier, you can go tech mad. But the point is, technology makes the management of your residential property letting much more reliable, much more robust and foolproof. And it means that you have access to it as well. And it keeps you compliant, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, without being open or susceptible to human error. And that's the key. Look, I'm not slagging off humans here. I'm just saying that we all make mistakes, right? But if we're dealing with your investment, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, your asset, probably the most valuable asset you'll ever own, then you want to make sure that those mistakes are minimized. The risk of those mistakes are minimized. But also, the last thing I want to say about tech is that an agent that adopts the right technology and invests in the right technology is showing you that they have, they are making profit and they are prepared to use that profit to invest in systems that will improve the business for you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. Because that's the only reason people improve systems, isn't it? It's to, or invest in systems, it's to improve the service that they can provide to the customer. And if they improve the service for the customer, then they're gonna be able to grow. And that's that's the rule of business, isn't it? If you constantly improve, you can constantly grow. And that's the way you should do it. So look for a company that uses the right technologies for the right things and the most important things. And those are your money, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, repairs and maintenance to your asset, which is the property, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, and also the transparency and the compliance. Those things need technology. And it makes it much more easier for you.
And the third trait that I, I think you definitely need to look for. Now, this one's more my opinion, and I'd be really interested to find out what you think about local uh, letting agents. Because for me, you have to go local. If you're going to use a letting agent, you must use a local letting agent. Now, again, I want to know what you think about that, because the option is you use a local letting agent or you use a big corporate letting agent. Um, and look, there are pros and cons to both. I'm not saying you should not use a corporate agent, but and, and a lot of corporates are very good at what they do. And some people prefer the corporate agent. But for me, if you're a local landlord, you should have a local letting agent. So and this is a quick one, because first of all, you need local contractors. I don't think a decent letting agent can really function optimally if they've just got one big national uh, maintenance company, property company and all of that, I think you need local contractors who know the area, know the buildings, know the properties um, and are able to react quickly. You don't have to go through a big layer of customer service systems in order to get one contractor to one property, uh, which unfortunately you do tend to get with the corporates. Now, obviously, there's a massive amount more security with a corporate because they're just multi-million pound conglomerates. But, you know, local agents, as we've been through with the right profit, the right tech and everything else, a local letting agent could be double as reliable for you. Um, but they also, the local letting agent will know all of the local contractors and they'll have done their due diligence on those, those local contractors. Check that out, by the way. If you're going to work with a local letting agent, ask them what due diligence they've done on their contractors, because it's you that will end up in trouble, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, if they don't have the right qualifications, the right insurances, uh, the right accreditation. So make sure you ask the letting agent that. But also the local letting agent knows the area. And that's just as important, because if you're certainly if you're going to go and buy a property to invest in, your local letting agent will be able to advise you what types of tenants live where, what types of uh, properties are where, what types of problems you get in those properties. Like where I live down on the south coast, there are parts of um, the area where damp is a problem. But it's because, I, I guess, it's because of the way the, the properties were built um, and what they were built on and we're right next to the sea. So it could be all of those different things. But a good local letting agent will be able to tell you these are the areas that are a bit more susceptible to, the, to damp than other areas, or these are common problems with those properties. But lastly, the thing I want to say about a local letting agent, and I think this is vitally important, is that they will know you. If you've got one big corporate letting agency across the country, you'll nine times out of ten make contact with them and get through to their central customer service uh, a hub, whatever, where there'll be 50 or 100 people working in there. And today you'll speak to Tom. Tomorrow you speak to Sam. Tomorrow you'll speak to Hayden. Next you'll speak to Abby. Then you'll speak to Lee and so on and so on and so on. You never actually get to know the actual people that are looking after your asset, your investment, your money, because that is yours. And I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me, tell me what you think, actually. I think that you have to build a relationship with your letting agent. You have to know how they work and they have to know what you prefer, what your preferences are. And you only really get that with a local letting agent. So I'd be interested to know what you think about that. Um, whether you, look, 
tell me, do you do you look after things yourself? Have you looked into working with a letting agent? Be interesting to know that. Or do you prefer a big corporate letting agent? Or do you prefer a local letting agent? I'd be really interested to know what people think and why. What makes you prefer one type of letting agent over another? And look, you don't have to comment about those things, but it's just interesting for me and it helps me help more people um, with what to look for. Maybe I'll do a do a, a, an episode where I start talking about what to look for in a corporate letting agent if enough people ask me to do it. But look, do us a favour. If you liked this episode, give us a like, give us a comment, give us a thumbs up, whatever it may be. Um, it all helps my Facebook page grow, which is um, important to me. It's part of my plan at the moment, just to try and grow some following so I can help more people. And maybe I can pick up a few extra customers along the way. Um, because my letting agent now is is moving nationally because I started taking on a lot more properties across the country where I use a lot of tech. Um, but I'm going to try and keep it local with the local letting agents themselves. So let me know what you think and uh, give us a like, give us a thumbs up, give us a share, whatever you think it's worth it. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, don't bother. I will speak to you all soon. Everyone have a cracking day. My name's Tom Stone and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sone on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast and remember, Being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.